Today, we get to hear the adventures of Antigone Kalionzopoulou. She is a highly cited biologist, currently at the University of Barcelona, who develops the tools called phylogenetic comparative methods to map and understand evolution of traits across the tree of life. And she uses these tools extensively to understand the function and ecological significance of the shapes of different types of animals. Lizards, lizards, uh, more lizards, but also amphibians, birds, primates, and even scorpions. Uh, as she is native to and focuses on the Mediterranean area, I imagine that's where most of the stories we will hear today play out. So, welcome Antigone. Hi, nice to be here. <laughs> so, uh, you develop these state-of-the-art methods, which are, you know, really computational and, and way over my head. But, of course, you also spend a lot of time in the field. So, which of those things do you prefer? Well, I don't know how to answer that because I really like both. So one is more, I guess I take it like as it comes. So one is for the winter when you can't really chase lizards in the Mediterranean because they are um, sleeping course. and they are inactive. So I take, I make the best of that to be on my computer and program and do the analytical part. Uh -huh. And then I really like in the spring and in the beginning of summer when lizards are running around, I really like being out there chasing them. So, um, so yeah, so the the spring is already coming. So are you going somewhere this year? Thursday, tomorrow after tomorrow. So oh, I'm wow. starting in a little in a while. I'll start exploring. I still so I moved to Barcelona relatively recently. So I'll start exploring the area around, and we have a project uh, here with a colleague. So on Thursday we're going to uh, inspect the populations and set up sampling points and see what we're going to do and okay. plan. Awesome. So that's uh, and that's the first time around Barcelona that you go chasing lizards there, or now since I'm here now because I did my PhD here, so I did yeah. some sampling back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but since I've been here working in the university, yeah, it's one of my first activities uh, nearby. So I had been in Girona up the Catalan coast, uh, and I'm trying to develop a project there. But uh, here, very close to the city, it's the first time, and it's very interesting because it's more humanized places so we can study how lizards interact with humans and it's mm. yeah that's very you necessary. can ask some interesting things and figure out some interesting stuff humans are everywhere so but are you going to take these lizards then into the lab or what's going to happen eventually we are so this is a mm. project where we are going to study the effect that cat populations have on them because people ah, cats yes. and they feed them a lot and i like cats as well but they become a problem for uh, reptiles and for other animals Absolutely. When they're in huge populations. So we're going to study that and we'll take the lizards to the lab to try to, uh, well, to measure their morphology and see if they have what kind of responses they have to the cats and compare the ones that live with cats versus the other ones that live without cats and see if we can find differences in their uh, physical condition and on how they respond to cats, etc. So oh, very cool. It's been an interesting project. Yeah. So more lizards in the lab. Yeah, <laughs> you said you sometimes have a, a few mishaps in the lab with lizards. Yeah, right? that yeah, that happens. What, ha what happens? I mean, uh, you're not <laughs> it's not supposed to happen. That's not what you want to happen, but it does happen sometimes because I mean, mm. uh, these are small lizards, and luckily, because exactly 
because I like this combination of fieldwork and of analysis, of statistical analysis, you're very happy when you have lots of lizards in your lab. So you want high numbers of lizards so that you mm -hmm. can make robust uh, inferences and make conclusions. But then that means that you have to house and um, take care of lots of animals in the lab. And well, I mean, lizards are very good at escaping from us. They're that's how they survive. Fast, yeah. Very fast, and they're very active, and they can they're sneaky sometimes. So and you have to be careful, right? Because otherwise, you'll break off their tail. And uh... yeah, you have to be careful handling them, and because they have this mechanism of tail autotomy that they mm. cut, they release the tail when trying to run from you. Uh, but they also they're very good at at escaping from little boxes. So if you're not careful, especially early on, when you plan things and you are handling lots of lizards at the same time, if you're not careful, I've had more than one uh, occasion where lizards may escape and then you start chasing them around the room oh. and there are people trying to find them. And then depending on the complexity of the room, they can hide, Yeah, they can go out or they can start climbing in weird places. You might not find them and normally <laughs> so what you would do is that you keep them in, in the place where they're from, so you don't take populations from one place to the other. Of course. Not to mix up populations, but still, when they escape, you start looking for them. And it's we've had uh, funny moments with lizards climbing in curtains or finding them up there suddenly, um, <laughs> and, like looking to find them and where they are. And uh, yeah, it's... Well. And, and and after you catch them, can you still use them, or are they too tired then, and you have to give them a, a well, rest? Well, you have or to something? consider. You have to consider, but normally they have some rest period anyway. And mm. we we in the lab they're like in a five star hotel normally, so we make sure that oh. the, the conditions are very well, and they have plenty of water. And normally we don't feed them, so it's just not to influence the experiments. But they they have good heating conditions so hopefully you put them in in a box and you leave them there and then you can evaluate because you can see if the animal is behaving as normal or not so normally we we evaluate depending on the situation and and also <laughs> how many lizards we have if we already have another 50 it's fine to not use one but yeah 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 Wow, it's that many lizards. Wow, that would escape 50 Yeah, yeah, lizards. there are many. A... Sometimes there are many lizards in the lab and there might be one species or more. So weird things start happening, especially when you're working with students that they're not sure mm. what species they're handling. Uh, it can become quite uh, quite interesting, yeah. When... Yeah, that's the trouble. Everybody has to make their own mistakes, right? So every sure. every student has to has to have a lizard escape at least once. That's how <laughs> that's how you learn, and it's also very funny to see them when you're in a lab and it has like those uh, plastic floors, you know, that they're like have this uh, kind of sticky, well, not sticky, slippery. Uh, texture, the lizards can't really run on them. So sometimes you have okay. a lizard escape and it will jump and it starts doing like that because it thinks that it will escape and it just moves in the same place because they don't have grip to to really uh, run. Yeah, yeah. You have to jump and catch them without breaking the tail, etc. Mm. Yeah. So what's the trick to that? How do you catch them without breaking the tail? Being very careful. I mean, it's it's a matter of experience. It's a matter of trying. In in many cases, when you start, if you catch them by hand, when you start, you tend to break some tails. Uh, oh, yeah. It's 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 yeah. It's sad when that happens because well, they grow sad. back, right? Yeah, they grow back, and then you you try to take care of the animals such that they are in a good condition before you release them back to the field. Because we always take the animals back to the field, so we do the experiments and then we take them back home. 
so they can tell their experiences in the crazy scientists lab um, <laughs> but yeah I mean normally in the field we catch them with fishing rods so that's mm-hmm. less invasive it's you can't break a tail with that so it's uh, it's very it's a very efficient method also because it's easier to to handle so we make a loop on a fishing rod and then we kind of fish them um, yeah. Yeah, when you catch them by hand it's more that, tricky yeah. When you catch them by hand, you just have to go for the body of the animal and be soft enough, but firm enough. And well, you have to know. Uh, dangerous. <laughs> well, for the you lizards. Have, you have plenty of lizard experience. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, now it's, now it's easy. Now it has been ages since I last broke a tail. But at the beginning, when you start learning, it happens. As you said, <laughs> you have to make your mistakes in order to learn. I mean, and it's like you try to do it with the less yeah. the least, uh, influence on the lizard with the least impact, but... Yeah. And so now you have men, uh, much less lizards running around your lab, I imagine. Right now, yes. But like, let's see. Hopefully in the in the near future, I can get some funding, which I've asked for, and start having many lizards again. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Like yeah, that. I want to see that. I'll, I'll drop by at some point and see uh, the lizard lab I'm very again. invited to do that. <laughs> and, well... I've helped you out with uh, catching lizards at some points in some projects yeah. way in the past. That was a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, you remember we had bloods. lots of lizards when we were doing these uh, yeah. biting experiments. Big this ones, week. big ones. But also there, I think the cats have had some Im- impact because that population. Yeah, is, uh... probably. Yeah, I yeah. think the lizards are suffering all over the place. I mean, there are some mm. famous cases like the ones of the giant lizards in the Canary Islands, which were very affected yeah. by, I mean, there were entire species extinct because of the of the cats yeah, yeah and again are... i like cats i just think that it's nice to have them in a house sterilized and under control for <laughs> be with them but not like yeah. out in the wild and, and murdering lizards <laughs> well, yeah. lizards birds bats, mm, absolutely yeah. yeah many different things yeah mm, 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 mm. and uh, in the field you also have some escapes or narrow well, field you have lots of escapes but you learn how to you learn how to uh, to get along with that actually we have like in very frequently in my team we have like uh competitions of who will catch the the highest number of lizards oh. so you go to the field of course it's normal that lizards escape that's what they do so you have to learn also how to move in the field and then it's like oh i caught 15 and you only got 12 and uh, <laughs> But at the same time, it's it's nice because like people work together. So at least when you don't catch lizards, you're not so depressed because other people did. So it's it's always it's always good to have a team and go with mm. other. Mm. Yeah, you always but, have uh, a nice group of people with you. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah, a good yeah. challenge. It's it's funny to challenge each other and say, hey, who will catch the most lizards today? <laughs> and it's also nice work because well, you always have to go in a sunny morning. So yeah. completely. Not so bad. Lizard field work for me is the best, and especially lizard field work. I mean, yeah, I, I do feel envy sometimes for people that work in the tropics or in tropical mm. islands, but I really like the Mediterranean. I've had some very nice field experience in the Mediterranean, visiting islands. So I've worked a lot with this genus of lizards that is distributed, the wall lizards that are distributed around all the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. And in a big project, we were visiting every single country, and then you have well, every single country in the Mediterranean. And then you have species that are endemic to islands. In Greece, you have some that are like in one tiny little rock. Yeah. Where actually, I had a colleague who thought, so this is a very tiny island in halfway between the continent and, mm-hmm. and the island of Crete. And yeah. there is 
one species that is endemic to that island and it's only there. It's it's a really tiny island. It's about, I think, two kilometers across. So we could like, we're six people sampling there and we could cross like several times around the island. And when <laughs> we were visiting, we were planning. So that was a big campaign in three weeks. We did like the whole country. We sampled about uh, eight species, I think. So it was okay. very wow. We were jumping from one place to the other. And I had everything in my head, of course, because I had planned the campaign and I know the species, etc. And there were colleagues with us that didn't know all the details and they were accompanying us and helping out and doing their own thing, but they didn't follow the lizard scheme exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, so one day this colleague of mine was saying, so now we have to drive to the, the south of the Peloponnese and we'll take the, the boat and we go to this big island and then we go to that small islet that we have this unique species of lizard that only exists mm. there and it's amazing and I was super enthusiastic yeah he was like but wait this he was looking at the map and he was like this this island looks really small how are we going to take the car there and I was like no we're not taking the car there we're going by boat because it's a tiny rock I mean you have to <laughs> so uh, like every kind wow. of misunderstanding with these small places but you get to visit those places that they're super unique and that must be cute. amazing i mean did there even is there even a regular boat service to that oh no no we went with a colleague from the natural history museum of crete uh-huh they have a boat so they have their own boat because they do field work in islands and they yeah. work with them in my undergraduate studies because i did my undergrad there so uh i asked him for help and he went up to the big island and we met there with the car we took mm -hmm. the car to the big island and then we went with this uh, private uh, jet boat to the, to the small islet because it's not, there is no, no one goes there. There are no, no one lives there. It's only biologists go there. So it's. Yeah, and no cats. So they're doing no well. cats. No. <laughs> there are amazing. seagulls though. There are yeah. seagulls. Seagulls are a pain also. When you're sampling small islets, seagulls yeah. are, are terrible. They attack you. Why? They oh. can go, because in those small islets, if they have, especially if you, they have net, nests. Mm. And if you like, if you coincide with the reproductive period and they have eggs, yeah, they're insane. They they attack like <laughs> crazy. They like they're really scary. They're yeah, they're, they're big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're big and they're a challenge. I mean, I I, yeah. I was really scared of them. It was a bit like I don't know Hitchcock movie. I mean, <laughs> I don't like seagulls. I mean, I so well, I like to see them far away, but <laughs> you're on a tiny remote, uh, well, tiny uninhabited island being attacked by seagulls trying to catch tiny lizards that are super fast okay that's not and it's super fun it's amazing it's super <laughs> i mean it's it's the best it's like field work yeah i mean i like programming and mm. method development but yeah um field work is is amazing it's it's so much fun I mean, it's yeah so and and uh, as i said with the lizards uh, you certainly are doing better field work than the amphibian people have to wait for rain and night and uh yeah, I think I chose well, actually, because at the beginning, like back when I started working with animals, I, I really wanted to do something like natural history related and ecology related. And I went to the Natural History Museum in Crete, in that I, mm -hmm. this colleague came from that I told you about, with the boat. And I asked them what projects they had. I was an undergrad and they said, oh, we are doing something with bats and then you could do something with lizards. And I was like, bats are super interesting. I mean, they're amazing. Yeah. But then again, in the middle of the night, going out, putting nets, try to catch them, etc. I was like, yeah, no, I'll take the lizards. I'll take the sunny, <laughs> the sunny uh, side of life. So. And you stuck with them. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm stuck with. I have no problem being stuck with them. I mean, I I really like them. I think they're really fun. Yeah, awesome. and ask some very nice questions. Lots of diversity. They lo- do lots of different things, and they are in very nice places normally. I mean, yeah, and you've been all around the Mediterranean. So you've been uh, to Portugal because that's where you previously worked, and then I imagine Spain now, mm-hmm. uh, Greece, obviously. Where else? Have you been chasing? Well, I mean, I've been in many places. I mean, uh, Italy and the islands of Italy also. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Everywhere. So, Sardinia and Corsica are also Mm. very interesting. They have endemic species as well, and they have some really funky geckos that have very funny uh, toe pads. Yes. And they do very funny things. Uh, Morocco. Morocco was very interesting. Like, Morocco, Mm. we started going there when I moved to Portugal during my PhD. So, like, I'm not sure I want to count, but it was something like 20 years ago, more or less. Um, And that was super interesting because it was like I uh, landed to the the research center where we met. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really young and super enthusiastic, and I finally had the PhD grant to do my own thing. And I was super happy about it and super like enthusiastic with the whole experience. And then there was... Uh, these three researchers that I really knew about them because they were very well they were quite well known in in the field of European and North African herpetology and they were doing really nice uh, work together at least James who's already been on the podcast of course yeah one is James there's Miguel and uh, Carlos Carlos has also been on the podcast I still need to ask Miguel but uh, yeah yeah so yeah and these are like the like a bit I mean, they're not that old, but they are, uh, scientifically speaking, the generation before me. So Miguel was mm-hmm. my supervisor and they were all doing different things and they were collaborating and doing these trips to Morocco, which were super famous in the institution back then, because back then the groups were not that big. So it was like everyone was going together and it was like a, a dream for me. I was 21 and they said, oh, do you want to come to Morocco and you can do some something for your thesis? And for me, it was like, whoa, I wouldn't. Yes sleep for days before going there and it was (laughs) incredible to be included in that and I was planning what we were going to do and then of course your enthusiasm goes through the roof and I did I spent half of the trip not sleeping because I like we would go to a place and catch lizards and everyone would have fun catching lizards for me Mm -hmm. then I would go like okay here you go and they would land 50 uh, lizards on my lap and they would have to measure them and take photographs and take samples and do everything with them all the processing which takes some hours I mean now I'm more fluent with it but back then I took longer to do everything handling the lizards not cutting the tails not yeah so... yeah and it's a it's a live lizard right that you're trying to yeah, measure, measure the yeah. toe length it doesn't like what you're doing with it so it's moving <laughs> and it's, it's resisting yeah and yeah I mean we were with uh in some of those trips there was another colleague that is more or less my age and he was doing my uh, his PhD back then and he was measuring color reflectance so he had this really fancy machine and he would measure the reflectance of uh, UV and different kinds of um, different wavelengths of light to quantify what the lizards would see mm-hmm. yeah we had to take the data for our, um, for our uh, projects and it would take forever so we would be up until five o'clock in the morning maybe and then the guys were sleeping, everyone else was sleeping, and they would wake up at six o'clock and say, okay, let's go now, let's go to the field to catch more lizards, Ooh. and we're completely destroyed. <laughs> I mean, we're like, for four or five days in a row, we, so once I just slept, I was with James in the field measuring animals, he was taking notes, and I literally slept on with a lizard 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so sitting there measuring the lizards and then James is like, Adigoni, um, I think you should stop that. I think you need a break. <laughs> we will keep the lizards and continue tomorrow because it was like... Oh, was that's, just, yeah. that, that's amazing. 21, falling asleep. Yeah, it was so much fun though. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't for the life of me do that now. Keep staying up <laughs> until five o'clock measuring lizards. Well, probably I would if it were necessary. Ah, you, can make, you, make, you can make your students stay up for you now. Oh, yeah, but you stay with them and you, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, normally if it is me planning, I just try to plan with more time so that you can get some sleep and then you continue measuring the lizards. And Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was also partly your own enthusiasm and maybe you underestimated how much work it was that when yeah, you were Yeah, I think I underestimated the work and then those were campaigns that because the funding was not exactly plenty uh we would condense and that was super efficient so that team was amazing in like i you would consider how much data would get out of those trips like in three weeks there were three big teams with several students so it was me and several other students getting data and it was super efficient but it was very intensive so it was mm. Uh, and we do that a lot just to optimize the resources we have because biodiversity unfortunately does not have lots of money put on it yeah um in many cases we try to optimize and we make these campaigns super dense and we have to like very we go we run on a very tight schedule or we run on a schedule that is just day and night so once with uh, daniele in uh, in sardinia we were working with my lizards in the day and with those mm -hmm. geckos i was mentioning before Euleptes, yeah. by night so we were sampling 20 hours per day basically so we were Oof doing things around the clock and i mean yeah you can do that for some days but yes at some point you are destroyed yeah. <laughs> but very effective as you say and uh you can go a long way on little money so, yeah and when you yeah. do it for for a short time and with a good team it's it's fun i mean it's it's intensive but it's fun you don't like you don't do that for months in a row but like you can take it for some time and then it's very productive you feel like it's it feels very, very good. And the good thing about the Mediterranean is that in some times of the year, in the middle of the day, you cannot work with lizards because they are super active or they uh, they just get inactive because it's so warm. Mm -hmm. So you can take a break and you're going to find a nice shadow and just relax a bit. <laughs> and sleep a bit and yeah, enjoy thank God. The, the lizards take breaks, to, take breaks too. Yeah. Yeah. So and so you know pretty much all the lizards of the the Mediterranean basin around. Um, you have a favorite? What's wow, like, the one you saw one. in the field that you were like, wow, this is amazing oh, to see that one. one. Well, I can go for two maybe if you, if oh. you allow me. Yeah, but go for it. One is uh, Algeria's fingeri, which is super yeah. tiny. And that was super fun to sample because they are like, they're not impressive or anything. They're just black, tiny things, but they're, I mean, they're this big. They're very pretty. I've seen them in Sardinia. They're, they're wonderful. Yeah, they're wonderful. But then, like I was mentioning before that we use those fishing rods to mm. catch lizards. So that is based on the weight of the lizard. And yeah. you need the lizard to have some weight at least. And those guys <laughs> are so, so um, weightless and they yeah. would so we developed uh, a new system where you would throw like with the fishing rod we would throw the animal on the other people's chest 
and they would, like this, they would work on a team and I would throw it on the knee and do like this and catch the lizard without cutting the tail. I think for most people, that sounds like a nightmare, getting lizards thrown uh, on you. It was fun. It was so much fun. And they were, those guys were, I don't know, they were very interesting to, to sample. Mm -hmm. And then the other one from my group, my mine, they are mine. So we, we always talk like that, biologists. We are my animals, as if we. Yeah, we it's all, your group. Yeah. But like from the group that I've studied most, that are the wall lizards, the the, the Podarsis genus, um, uh, Podarsis taurica. They are taurica, green really? and fluorescent and completely not wall lizards. So they are, the, I think, the only exception from the genus that they. I mean, they run in the grass, in the middle of the grass. They look like skinks or something. I don't know. Really? They're ah. very pretty. They are super, yeah, green, intense green. But they are poverses. They are like, so yeah. they are funny combination. I don't know. Huh. I've never seen those. I mean, I've seen the, the Fitzingeri, but I, uh, no. Yeah, 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 no, no. But wow. then again, I mean, lizards, lizards are amazing. You could talk about so many different lizards i don't know oh ones. yeah no 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 uh, you can talk I mean, the ones we lizards. have there yeah. <laughs> around the corner in Sibio in uh, in portugal, in portugal. Yes. Rivery, the, i mean yeah. yeah and the biggest lizard of europe the oscillated lizard yes yeah, very yeah. nice one too yeah. yeah that was fun catching those uh, with you that was uh, yeah yeah those are fun they are yeah. challenging they are like they have big nails maybe mm. and yeah and, and, a, and a strong bite and because they are so big their flight distance is also very very long so yeah, yeah. if you approach even at uh, sometimes 10 meters they already run away and yeah they run away. So you have to be very you have to learn how to move in the field when you're catching lizards it's, <laughs> it's challenging it's interesting it's a it's a nice sport <laughs> any other strange animals that you've seen while out and about that that you didn't expect i mean sometimes there are some animals that you're not looking for but they are there Wow, I don't know. Because normally I've thought about this the other way around. Like when you have a search image for lizards, for example, you don't mm -hmm. see, I don't know, vipers. Like yeah. one of my colleagues that I work quite a bit with lately, Fernando, um, he works with vipers and they are in the same places. We sample them in the same places, but you go to the field for vipers, you don't see lizards. You go for lizards, you don't see vipers. And you're in the same place. <laughs> like, this is insane. So I had to get, like, I was already in, quite experienced in herpetology and in field studies with reptiles, but I had to get trained again to mm. see the vipers. I, oh, wow. Yeah, it's funny. Search humans that you use. Yeah. And then, I don't know, the, the little geckos. I mean, the geckos are amazing. They, I really like them. Because yeah. we're that in the Mediterranean, we're used to seeing the ones that, that are entola geckos that go to the houses a lot. Mm -hmm. Actilus geckos that go in other places, but then you have species, those are leptes I was talking about that are endemic yeah. to Corsica and Sardinia and they and the, the, the leaf finger geckos. Yeah. 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 They are yeah. Amazing. They are really, really interesting. And they have this very thick tail and they're chubby and they do completely different. They have a completely different way of behaving. And you have to figure it out when you go to the field for the first time and you haven't some for the first time i mean to sample a specific animal mm -hmm. in some cases you have to learn all over again and follow them until you figure out how they behave and what time so these ones for example we yeah. thought they're gay because they will be out at night but then until there it wasn't completely dark so we normally go to the field uh, in april may beginning of june because of the weather mm -hmm. optimal but in may you already have quite a big 
duration of the day. So it had to be completely dark before they had they started getting active. And we had to figure that out. So we yeah. had to wait. And then when are they, well, they are, they aren't. Why, why aren't really? they? Active? What is oh. happening? And then we figured out that, okay, have a break. Go have a nice pizza. You are in, in Sardinia. Have a nice yeah. dinner. You will be up until five o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> eat something. And then you start sampling. That's that's more like sampling scorpions. Yeah. They don't yeah. come out until several hours after sundown. Uh, yeah, everything yeah. has to be black. Oh, yeah. that's interesting because the tarantola geckos that you mentioned, they can be active during the day in the winter. I mean, they're... Yeah, 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 exactly. And the midactylus as well. I mean, they can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you can yeah. at dusk, those two at dusk, they're active already, so. Yeah. Well, for me, seeing the Aleptus when I was in Sardinia was also, because I've only seen them in books, you know, drawings and, 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 and maybe one or two photographs. And then to see them in real life is, is always a, a thrill, right? Yeah, yeah, there's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And in Morocco, you have the very nice day geckos, the quidnfeldias. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the the tiny little ones, the the trachyblepharus. Mm. Mm -mm. Really small species in uh, no, I'm trachyblepharus. Uh, no, that's sauroactylus. Uh, uh, sauroactylus. Thank you. Yes, I was yeah. mixing. I was mixing it up with the species of the yeah. of the so yeah, yeah, those are really fun. I mean, and they're super colored, super. Yeah, they. Those ones yellow. are those ones are super tricky for not breaking the tail when you catch them. That was oh, yeah? super drama. Yeah, that was like for me, it was super difficult because it feels like they're so small and they're like fluffy. Yeah. I don't know. They're <laughs> like they have a different, yeah, different fatty. Texture. Yeah, yeah. 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 They feel and very their fragile. tails break off very easily. I mean, that was a bit yeah. Mm. I mean, I felt very invasive sampling those. I mean, at the end, we take a very small piece of tail for genetic studies, but that's different because you cut a really, you minimize as much as possible and you just cut the, the tip of the tail. Yeah. When it breaks off, because they break it, they break quite a big piece and it's... Yeah. So I mean, it grows back, but it's still a, a drain on the animal, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then you bring everything to the lab and you do genetics and then you build your trees and see how they evolve people right do. i don't people do. yeah people do wait your students do. i use the phylogenies I, I mean phylogenies are fun to have i like i don't i don't <laughs> like the lab work that much i mean i like no. the analytical part and the field work are my favorites the lab i mean i like the lab experiments i do which are normally about quantifying uh, behavior or functional performance seeing how the animals run what mm -hmm. they like this kind of thing but these are short uh, experiments that are with the animals the genetics lab, I, I don't like it so no, much. No, like, I like there it. are other people that do, so we can work together and it's <laughs> its own. So we, yeah. Well, not everybody likes uh, complicated statistics, me included. So <laughs> we have to be strong in something, and then we work together and make yeah. good teams. So that's exactly that's what it's all about. So if you got to pick a lizard to see still. What would be on the top of the list? Oh, there are so many. Come on. There are so many. Uh, I really like on. to see Tachydromus. So I'm a Lacerded Freak. Okay. I'm a Lacerded Freak. And I would I like this family a lot. And they're like, well, in all the Palearctic and Africa, etc. So I, the Tachydromus, I would mm. really see those ones. Because yeah. I think they must be really funky Lacerded. They're very different from the rest. And they, 
they have those really long tails and they live in those grassy environments. Well, some of them do. I mean, they're very diverse genus, but yeah, yeah those yeah. ones I would like to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm afraid to say I've seen them. Yeah, I, I don't want to know that. Travels far more than me. I mean, I, I don't want to get into that conversation. No, 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 no. But they're, they're lovely. Yeah, yeah. So of course, Lacertids. You want to stick to the Lacertids? I understand. I like geckos a lot. Mm. Geckos. If if I had to choose another family, or if I oh. had need time to work with, I really like geckos. Geckos, I think, are. But also, they are so emblematic, and they are in the whole planet. So there are many, many people working with them. With Lacertids. There yeah. are less, I mean, so you get to do things. And... It's mostly Europe and a bit of North Africa. And yeah, a few exceptions here and there. <laughs> awesome. So um, if people want to know more about your research and what you're doing, where should we send them? Well, so, well, I mean, there is the phenotypic evolution uh, group. Uh, web page that you're mm -hmm. of and that would be a good uh, place to start okay. but they search my very complicated name if you want to write it down <laughs> my surname i'll uh, make a link to all, all these things yes okay so yeah in the university of barcelona i have a personal web page where you can see pictures of those very isolated greek islands i was talking about oh great yeah 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 always good to see so yeah awesome I will I will put links of everything and uh, people can uh, can look you up and uh, see all the, the funky stuff you do because uh, it is really fascinating and uh, Antigone is at the top of her game and uh, doing awesome stuff. So I recommend following her uh, anywhere you can. Uh, thanks a lot. Thank you for the invitation. This was so much fun to talk to you. Yeah, they likewise. Hope it's inspiring to people if people can see this and get inspired to go out and study lizards or any other animal for that respect i think it could be uh, and, and they should call you have more of us around yes indeed <laughs> well i'll try to find more of us to interview in okay. the meantime <laughs> antigone thank you very much and uh talk to you soon yeah yeah thank you so